just getting a list of Oscar winners on my screen. What a bore. <laughs> yeah, really bad Fallout that's uh, laser-focused on one thing yeah. when there's lots of interesting stuff to talk about. I mean, you were being ironic, but it is kind of true that if you want to talk about the movies, it's like nobody's interested. No, I'm, I'm saying the wins were a bore. Oh, yeah. There was nothing surprising. I feel like the consensus monster has just eaten us all. Mm-hmm. And the thing I felt bad about was after all of these years of Netflix trying, you've got like Apple just kind of sweeping in to break the streaming barrier. Yeah. You, you, just, you didn't even make that. You just bought it. Right. And you have control over all of our tech and communication. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is weird. Um, boy, it's harder than I expected to find my way to just a list of winners. Controversies. Yes. There's already a controversies section. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we just get our get comments about the incident out of the way? What's to be said? I get so. I don't. I don't think anybody wants my comments about the incident. True. From the from the discourse that I see, and I right. thought, well, is this just like a different cultural setup that mm. the rules of engagement are different? That you know, yeah, there's violence in every other corner of the world, so this embodiment, just person to person, is acceptable. That's right. what I hear people saying. Huh. I just sort of feel like you are. You are wealthy and powerful and privileged, and this is the biggest night of your life. And right. your equally, you know, powerful, wealthy wife will survive that stupid remark. Yeah. And everyone would have forgotten it two seconds later mm-hmm. with with if this wouldn't have happened. And then you get up there and you talk about how love made you do it, and that sometimes that's exactly the best way to love somebody is to hit them. Mm-hmm. I can't go there myself, though a lot of people seem to agree that, oh, thank goodness he's standing up for a black woman. Nobody ever, you know, stands yeah. up for them. And I was like, that's something where I I can't have a comment. Right. Yeah, and it feels, I mean, on the one hand, it's it feels totally appropriate to just kind of recuse oneself from the discourse. But, you know, the from another perspective, the probably the most powerful man in entertainment, at least in this moment, mm-hmm. even even before last night, uh, chose to behave that way very publicly. And right. it's hard not to have strong opinions about it. And unnecessarily. Yeah. You were about to get the, get the microphone in a moment. Right. If you feel the need to raise awareness about alopecia or to call out Chris Rock for being rude, you could have made him look really small. Yeah. And you you didn't need to go after him in that way, I don't think. Right. I wonder, and again, you, you wish you could know everything that was said and went on. I wonder if Denzel was in his corner or if he was really trying to rein him in. Like, I'm, I'm very fascinated by the idea of all of the, you know, the between commercials goings on. But uh, Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of going on. Like, I thought at first it was staged because of how it actually looked like a real hit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, if it had been a fake hit, you know, right. you know unrehearsed. Um, oh, but no, it was because it actually was a real hit. And then mm-hmm. they cut the audio 
on the American feed. What was that? 20 seconds. Yeah. It was a real long time. It wasn't and just there like, was like a weird edit in there too. Right. There wasn't just a casual word mm-hmm. that, you know, they used extra caution to surround with silence. It was a whole yeah. incident, but of course, Twitter's right on it. And right. a lot of people in the room saying what it feels like and mm-hmm. how the room just went silent and it was awkward and scary. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. And unfortunate for the Williamses that this yeah. is, you know, big potentially big moment for them. What and could it what could it possibly mean that he said that, yeah. oh, I became the character? Right. Did he do that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. it made me all very uncomfortable. And it, it was bad and it got worse. And then I thought the speech, I would really I hope that he would either be above it and not reference it, or that he would apologize. And say that he got caught up in the moment. And then the speech ended up sounding like celebrity La La Land disguise. Oh, it was so bad. It was bad. It should have been a highlight. So I've been inspired by RuPaul to to reflect on this. Because there are queens who've gone on the show who, for them, they have a piece of who they are that they feel is untouchable for jokes or ridicule. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, like, look... It may not be right or kind or good, but there are cruel people in the world. People are going to bully you. They're going to make fun of you. You've got to find a way to rise above that or to laugh at it or to um, read that person just as well back. And you can't just allow yourself to fall into this mode of defending yourself through, oh, they crossed a line. Someone's always going to cross a line. And that kind of challenged me at that point because I was like, no, there are things like, you know, medical things or someone's weight or, you know, you're making fun of someone's teeth or, Mm -hmm. you know, these personal things that you like can't touch. So, yeah, maybe that was a shitty joke that Chris Mm -hmm. Rock made. But what's the response? Right. And that was, I mean, real not to overextend the defense of Chris Rock, because I mean, he people point out that he produced a documentary about black women's hair Mm -hmm. that he should have known better. It was a dumb joke, a dumb reference. It was just not good, but he was there doing a job to make bad jokes right. and make people uncomfortable. Not to, again, not defending that really bad choice, but that's what he was in the room for. And yeah. that, you know, you can't really, I mean, I guess that's what maybe Will thought he was in the room for, but uh, well, what he did. But I thought a lot of the other jokes were meaner, like Amy mm-hmm. Schumer had some meaner material. And I thought that Regina's Hall, Regina Hall's bit was completely mm-hmm. out of place. Like she could try to pull that over off, right. but at the same time, imagine it gender switched, yeah, or yeah. you know that you're groping some woman presenter, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just really unfortunate that that has hijacked the whole thing. Not just everybody else's award, but even Will Smith's award. It's right. been hijacked by his own incident. It should have been a big moment. America's, you know, one of America's favorite sons grows up and wins the Oscar for best actor. Right. But uh, it was the perfect trajectory for him. The right place in time. He swept the season. It was the easiest call of the night. Yeah. Y- you know, keep your cool for mm-hmm. two more minutes. Yeah. But all right. Um, that's probably enough on that. Um, yeah. The awards. Now. We, yeah. We both kind of went into this saying that it was all like there were no like big stinkers or big, you know, there was a lot, there was some upsets and some 
un, some surprises and some weird nominees and everything and some weird winners. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to just walk through it? And Yeah, I mean, we can. Like, I feel like Coda had the wind in its sails going into the night. And I didn't have a good alternative for it because mm-hmm. ev- all the nobody had the right stats, right? Like Coda had the wrong nomination stats, but Power of the Dog didn't have the right Guild win stats. No one was entitled to Best Picture. Yeah, <laughs> it it seems very strange for a movie to win Best Director by itself, which Power of the Dog did. Mm-hmm. And I think I felt you know personal affinity toward Power of the Dog because it's just such an overtly queer story and has that deep experience of yearning and self-hatred and craftiness and like Mm -hmm. all of this all of this stuff that i really resonated with at the same time people resonated with coda's emotional family dynamic thing was probably a little bit more universal and a little bit more palatable in the moment than about you know miserable characters murdering each other in the old west (laughs) right right you know though though that was still my favorite yeah Um, well also yeah sorry Go go ahead No, Uh, just interesting in a year when when they added this kind of whiffed and disastrous like audience favorite category that the winner is the one that's more of a crowd pleaser. Also, they didn't need to have an audience. Right. uh, You know, preference award, because that's kind of how the awards went. Uh, And I loved Coda and Power of the Dog. I thought that they were both great, but they are different. They inhabit different corners of cinema. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel. um like whatever they were trying to do for ratings did not work. Right. You've got, you've got a movie like Dune that a lot of people actually did see and most and received most of its awards off air. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter took care of those stupid um, polls mm-hmm. pretty, pretty aptly. Um, Army of the dead. I did enjoy, but yeah. <laughs> having that be the, supposedly the fan favorite of the year is ridiculous. Right. That anybody, any any corner of the internet really thought that Army of the Dead was the best mm-hmm. film of the year. And those moments, those audience cheer moments, where'd they come up with them? They're so random and recent. Right. Yeah. I know. Weird. It was very weird. The whole thing was, I mean, and, and yeah, I don't know. It was brisk. I guess the pace, there's way too many commercials. So it's impossible for it to ever feel well-paced because the commercials are so long that you feel like you're in a different place in life by the time you get back to the show. And with all the awards that they cut that are genuinely of interest to people who care about these kind of things, what they replaced it with more junk and more fluff because it was still too long. Well, I mean, they showed the edited versions of all of the awards, but it was so obvious that they were edited in because of the, you know, no, not enough time and the mm-hmm. winners are magically on stage right. and, and there was no drama or interest for people who actually are following because you've just been watching the announcement on Twitter the hour before the telecast even began. Right. So for eight awards, and that's a lot of awards to have them presented, but you already know the outcome. You're already bored. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to do it to maintain any of the li- of the semi live excitement, but be able to edit it, make it a two hour thing? Uh, they get to you know get to polish everything up the way they did with those uh, pre taped awards. I, I it just feels like it's more and more of a train wreck. The live show that they right. try to put on. Well, and the live show went <laughs> over how long? At least twenty minutes. Yeah. And so that was three hours, 20 minutes um, without really eight categories 
that would normally have fit into three hours. Mm-hmm. It, it it was just a, a real miss. I know that BAFTA does something where they do the ceremony and then it gets released like two hours later in an edited mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that that is very well done. I've never really watched the BAFTAs, mm-hmm. but there's no way to send that out and not have everyone not know the results by then. Yeah. Um, Because we live in the world we live in. It's not 1962. So I think that in this age, you know, I'm getting, I'm seeing tweets from people in the room 10 minutes before the Academy's even tweeting the winners. Mm -hmm. You'd think that's somebody's one job, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, It was, and I'm not someone to get indignant about this, right? They they did their best and they tried to honor their contract with Mm -hmm. ABC and, you know, a a lot of stuff was out of their control, I think. But um, these weren't the answers. Yeah. Now, as someone who doesn't get into the stats and the and the the uh, you know the the um, what's the word I'm looking for the uh, the chances and all that stuff like you do, I felt like I feel like one was it one win for West Side Story? It feels yeah, that's right. Low for me. I mean, I, I thought it would get a few. I uh, think I think the Dune just dominated the crafts. Mm-hmm. And then you have things like um, costumes that I think in another year West Side Story could have won, but you had Cruella that was kind of undeniable, right? And right. you know you had the makeup that was going to go along with the Best Actress win because she didn't have a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. So um, stats wise, the uh, film editing with a sound nomination held up, right? Because film editing mm-hmm. and sound usually go together. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that held up as far as Best Picture, nothing held up. There was um, yeah. these these go back to the very beginnings of Oscar history with mm-hmm. what what Coda accomplished there, hmm. but um, Power of the Dog also would have would have as well not by way of nominations but by way of guild mm-hmm. wins. It didn't have two wins going into the night. Hmm. Uh, Chastain is that a surprise? I feel like uh, no, I don't think so. It's, it's more to do with her than it is with the movie, right? I mean, oh, I, 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 she's, I, she's fantastic, and I actually like that movie more than most people do. But as far as Oscar goes, it feels like right. it's just her her turn. Yeah, and Again, there was though, right? She's won before. She's not. So she's not. I, oh, okay. I, I think that was part of the mm-hmm. narrative was that she, yeah. you know, has turned in a lot of good performances, and she's mm-hmm. well liked in the room. Yeah. Um, there were no, I, you know, repeating myself, no best picture nominees among the best actresses. Mm-hmm. So nobody really had the edge and Nicole Kidman won the globe and then Chastain won at SAG and BAFTA, mm-hmm. um, not BAFTA critics choice. Sorry. Um, and then most of the nominees were not nominated at BAFTA. So someone who was not even nominated from Brit film won over there. Mm-hmm. So there, nobody had the, the real lead except for her SAG and critics choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place here with my thoughts. And we already addressed the fact that a lot of the comedy was cringy. I did not Oof. like being mean to Judy Dench or making uh, Kirsten Dunst right. get out of her seat for a dumb bit. Uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I didn't really like much of <clears throat> much of it at all. And like, I do think Wanda Sykes is funny. Like the, mm-hmm the tour through the museum. Like I thought her lines were funny, but really it's just mm-hmm. an ad for the Academy museum. It's it, right. It, right. It's, it wasn't legitimate. And what film and, yeah. history is, is a joke. I don't know. Well, and the, uh, the tour guide is a, that guy's a comic actor. So obviously if you recognize him, you realize it's not a real mm-hmm. tour guide. Uh, not that it was going to be, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, I don't, 
maybe you don't need a comedy show woven in with it. I know that's part of the tradition. I know that it's probably hard to get away from that, but they mo they partly got away from it last year, but I guess last year is considered to be a disastrous uh, right. Oscars as well. So um, yeah. Yeah. We had the song performances back mm-hmm. um, with whatever exception. <laughs> well, yeah. And we got Bruno who wasn't nominated mm-hmm. in a, in kind of a bizarre rendition weird yeah so here's a moment that i found very curious and some people were making perhaps too much of it on twitter but uh troy kutzer wins Mm -hmm. immediately cut to i assume a pre-taped uh bit with chris evans right saying congratulations troy kutzer now here's a look at so abc owned by disney cuts away from a live win to a pre-record i know that they they know people producing know who won what it just felt weird it felt like a very weird inside disney moment to use the name of the winner who literally just won live and then go to a commercial for a disney movie yeah i think that i mean they claim that no one knows the results until they're revealed they claim that so is evans live in that moment i think that he might have taped five versions oh yeah yeah um but who knows, you know, who knows really what happens, but the, on paper and in the little thing they run through afterwards mm-hmm. talking about how they're not rigged, yeah. that only the accountants know the results they say. And I think that last year's disaster would lead us to believe that that is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So Brana gets screenplay as a uh, concession, I guess. I, th- I think so. And there was no consensus on that. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Belfast clearly was liked by a lot of mm-hmm. voters. Mm-hmm. And then at WGA, where it wasn't eligible, um, everyone thought that's going to be licorice pizzas, but then Don't Look Up won, mm-hmm. which showed that like in a matchup between Don't Look Up and Licorice Pizza, actually Don't Look Up is a little bit better. But then you throw Belfast back into it, and I think that that was going to be its be mm-hmm. its win. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he can uh, he's he's in the class with his buddy Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. Got screenplay Oscars. Yeah, I think that I think that was good. Like because it gave a good win to Belfast and Coda getting screenplay and Power of the Dog getting director and um, West Side Story getting an acting win. Um, King Richard getting an acting win. I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of diminishes the film stature, I think, with what mm-hmm. went on. But it was a really good film and a, and a good part of the year. Yeah. Um, I think that Jessica Chastain's win is the only one from a movie that no one really cared for. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, and of course, Dune. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain shouting out Michael Showalter, the first member of the MTV sketch comedy troupe, The State, to be named mm. at the Oscars. Oh, nice. So we just got to get Tom Lennon and Michael Ian Black and mm-hmm. a few other people mentioned, and we'll have a full set. So uh, Lin-Manuel not there. People are making a note of that. Uh, yeah. I guess it didn't matter in the end because he didn't win anything. But Right. Well, I mean, his wife had COVID. and. Oh. So he he'd announced that that they mm-hmm. had gone the whole way there, but then she tested uh, positive, and so mm-hmm. he and the kids had tested negative, but just still they just didn't yeah, feel yeah, yeah. they should go. Um, and then Vanessa Hudgens um, out on the who you know who was in Tick Tick Boom, mm-hmm. giving a shout out to him on the red carpet. Oh, and Lin Manuel's wife who has COVID, love you, girl. You know, it's <laughs> like what? <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And anything else of note? I mean, it's Hollywood's biggest night. Oh God, I guess. Uh, Riz Ahmed, Oscar winner. I like that. Yeah. I just, I barely I caught that. I was out of the room and I came back and saw him and I was uh, happy about that. And they missed a shot to have that be live. That would have been a, right. a nice right. moment. Um, Don't worry. None of the uh, categories where Disney had a nominee were put to the first hour. <laughs> oh, yes. they had, those, were, those were saved for the second hour. Great. Uh, Flea kind of got shuffled, lost in the shuffle yeah. when they chose to put it in documentary, but uh, it makes sense. Not that it would have. Res- oh, that was another thing too. I follow a lot of animation voices and blogs and things and Twitter accounts, and they were largely upset last night that animation was repeatedly cast as uh, children's diversion mm-hmm. suffered through by adults. <laughs> right. When there's things like Flea and some of the shorts that were nominated this year that are like clearly, you know, adult animation is a thing. It is cinema. I mean, Bestia. Yeah. Actually, I have not seen. I need to Oof. look it up and watch yeah, it. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's really good. Um, I watched Robin Robin because it was just on Netflix. Hmm. Did you watch that yet? No, no. Um, I wasn't impressed with it, and it was way too long. It was like a full half hour. Oh. Um, but I was interested that they went with something different completely because I kind of mm-hmm. felt like Robin Robin's the populist choice and Bestia to me would be the an, an edgy, mm-hmm. cool choice. But they did something different. The year before covid i'm guessing 8 2018 or whatever and i i assume most years prior to that uh amc would show the shorts they had mm-hmm. an anim- animated night a documentary night and you could just go for one movie ticket you could see them all nice. and i did that a couple years in a row and it was really a treat they stopped doing it the last few years hopefully they'll bring it back yeah i mean it's always nice to win an oscar that's for sure mm-hmm. but i don't think anybody wanted to be standing on the stage on the yeah. documentary feature yeah. Um, yeah. Acceptance. Ugh. No. Uh, real professionalism from Rock. Not to slide back into discussion of this, but like as much as he was visual, vi- visibly shaken, he he got back into it immediately and was like, oh, "Get this he, done." He just did that, and uh, he he takes a hit pretty well. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> he sure did. I, I I'm like poor guy, but I'm not poor guy. I mean, you know, eventually if you. I don't know, whatever. No, I feel like they're, they're much meaner yeah, yeah. things are, are said in good humor. To me, mm-hmm. that wasn't even particularly vicious and cruel. Some people mm-hmm. may disagree with me that I totally don't get that context of the indignities toward black women's hair, right. et cetera, et cetera. It's true. I can't understand that. At the same time, I just think in the in the scheme of things. Yeah. That, that that was something worth, you know, wrecking your big yeah. moment and career for. I don't think right. it was. Well, and you know who else th- actually thought that joke was pretty funny? If you watch the clip for a few mm-hmm. seconds was Will Smith. Right. <laughs> big, big laugh until he realized. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Not to, not well, to... and like to even darker, people were saying, like, is that just uh, a demonstration of how you have to be a performer all the time? Mm-hmm. And like that was just him being in performer mode. Yeah. That you know you have to laugh at something that until you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad. The worst aspect of it to me is how he had a chance to formulate his speech as a moment mm-hmm. to deal with it, or to either rise above it or deal with it. And what he chose to do, I found so dark 
and so unfortunate and it just made me very uncomfortable but anyway mm-hmm. yeah did the did the academy learn anything will things change or improve or did no. anything was anything innovated this year i don't think so i hope that when the contract runs out with abc that they take a completely different route mm-hmm. because they i mean i know they get a huge amount of their revenue from the oscar show and yeah. so they may not have a choice to to go out on their own um mm-hmm. if they really rely on the one show but if they can get mm-hmm. out from under that contract and right. let that and then do it your way and yeah. let it be for the people who want to see it because i can tell you who has no interest in the oscars most of america mm-hmm. it's Late? in that weird yeah sorry go ahead. go ahead it's just in a weird spot where it's not people who are truly interested in film for artistic purposes are generally not interested in the Oscars or they are in a, uh, in an ironic or in a guarded kind of way. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I bothered to see these movies. Let's watch the celebration. Although this means nothing. And then when they, but they, so, and then they want to reach mainstream audiences who truly do not care. It is right. weird that Oscars exist in this weird spot where they might as almost well not exist, but Hollywood will probably perpetuate the celebration of itself. Well, yeah, and you look back at the Best Picture nominees from the 70s, the 80s. These were the movies that everyone had seen. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. with the advent of social media and being able to watch things at home and getting screeners, like the critics have pre-decided what's in the conversation before any of the movies are even released. Mm -hmm. And then they, they have their critical say, and then the industry has its say before the public has even gotten their hands on most of these titles. Mm-hmm. And so there, the people just have not seen this stuff until after. So it can be kind of an advertisement for what they might want to watch later. But right. um, public opinion is really no longer a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just noticed as we were talking that Dave Chappelle was trending on Twitter, and I thought, oh God. no, has has he weighed in? But it's just somebody saying that if he had been there, mm-hmm. he would have done three hours of material on Jane. Right. Whatever. Um, okay. Well, Dan, is that Oscar talk? But I think let's let that be an Oscars. Okay. I still feel traumatized from it. I think that I was mm-hmm. like just like scrolling Twitter for no reason, like late last night and then up yeah. too early and still just kind of like right. feeling heavy and scrolling Twitter. And I was like, oh, God, what a mess. It is weird because it, it was it felt bad. Right. And it's it's going to leave a sting. But it's like. In, in one way, it's exactly what Twitter. I saw lots of people saying, Twitter's back. This is the most fun Twitter's been in years. But yeah, I didn't like it. It was a weird feeling. I guess it's having something be like that mon- monolithically, you know, and on everybody's radar that's not politics mm-hmm. was, I guess, for some people, ex- exhilarating. Um, and it certainly is the most interesting the Oscars have been on, in a, on like a popular discourse level. But over such an un, such an unpleasant thing, yeah. Well, it involved two people who are pretty much known by everybody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know some celebrity that nobody knows or an actor from a film this year that nobody watched. Right. Like Will Smith has such stature. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock too. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Um, as far as movies, Dan, I would like to see X. So I'd like to hold off on that. I just think I might have missed its theatrical release 
around here. I'm going to keep looking. Hopefully it'll be at least for rent on Vudu or something soon. But I would like to see it. It looks fun. Um, I saw the outfit, which I know you're kind of not interested in. That's true. It's so it's not that great. It's I'll just yeah. say my my two second bit on it. Everyone's telling me I because I kept it was actual bu- online buzz that had me even look up what it was, and I saw Imitation Game direct writer director and Mark Rylance, and I was like, hey, that's an interesting team. And so I did. I went in pretty cold. I didn't know anything. And it's an interesting enough setup. I'm not going to, I won't describe it. It's just basically about a tailor in, um, who gets caught up in the, in the mafia in Chicago in the twenties. Um, and then there's all kinds of secrets and betrayals and all that stuff. But just as a film, Dan, it's such a, you know, it's a real dad movie. It's a real, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But after the imitation game, which I barely remember, but I remember enjoying and I remember it being artfully made. The only thing I come away with about the outfit is that it is weirdly flat and stagey. It feels so much like a play. I was shocked to find out it's not based on a play because it takes place in one location and it's just flat shots of people standing on, you know, cheating out on two opposite sides of a room, talking and entering and this person comes in. It's got the rhythms and the feeling and the look of a televised play. It was so strange. I don't know if I saw some weird showing of it where it was in high frame rate that looked like video or something, but I just was surprised and shocked how much it didn't look like a film to me Hmm. Uh, that it was distracting from the content, which is okay. Mark Rylance is great, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Not recommended. No, it just sounded like such a bore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's true. Unfortunately. So then the only other thing I believe that we have both seen is deep water. Yes, Deep Water, 2022 erotic psychological thriller film. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> directed by Adrian Lin from a screenplay by Zach Helm and Sam Levinson, based on the 1957 novel of the same name by Patricia Highsmith. So we've got Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, and they are a married couple, and their relationship appears open, and yet only she seems to take advantage of that and quite prolifically at that open on one end yeah and ben is kind of a sad sack (laughs) about this but stays with her um i don't know if it's the sake for the sake of their young daughter that it seems um is having like a lost daughter (laughs) with olivia coleman (laughs) situation Mm -hmm. with her mother who can't stand her and uh strange right and strange things keep happening to the men that uh she dates it turns out uh one by one they just seem to die or disappear and ben affleck is threatening and goes after them and you know is he a murderer is he not a murderer is he just like toying with them or playing games what's happening um it becomes pretty clear not so far in that there's more reality here than just what people are worried about and Tracy Letts, particularly, who is he to them? A neighbor or a friend or what? Yeah, friend group, husband. I don't know if he's like... Yeah. and yeah. yeah, I mean, I watch this and I'm thinking, like, I'm these people's age. I don't have a party like this. I don't have <laughs> any couple friends. Right, yeah. That just might be my own personal preference yeah. or, or problem. But the idea that I'd be, like, sitting with a 
group and like arguing right. about my personal life and defending myself for not being a murderer. But right. it turns out Tra- Tracy lets, I mean, I wish that they would have given a little bit more attention to his storyline because somehow mm-hmm. he becomes convinced that there's foul play afoot and is like hiring an investigator mm-hmm. and and getting involved in all of these ways that to me, no sane person mm-hmm. would, would ever get involved in. And things just sort of reach their, you know, relatively uninteresting climax. Um, and I don't think that these two are going to be happy long term. Right. I think I think that it's time for the the divorce court and to and to right. cut your losses. But but that but this is the story of Deep Water. Yes. Yeah. I um. So uh, critics not hot on this movie, right? People kind of talking as if it's a mm-hmm. lukewarm uh, misfire. I I think we both already remarked that we enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, it. I did too. It's weird, but I like it. And um, I think what I liked about it right away is it does set up this bizarre relationship. But it, I think I like that the filmmaking is very steady. And I think Adrian Lin is a very um, gifted and experienced director. So a kind of bonkers concept, just when you're, you're just seeing, you, you know, you're meeting two kind of hot, hot right now actors uh affleck having kind of a a resurgence and anna de armas being kind of a it lady right now um so they're familiar and and appealing but they're playing these truly insane characters Mm -hmm. and it sets up their relationship in a way that i thought teased some kind of wild backstory but as you've already said it kind of ends up being way more straightforward than you expect uh but I, I guess I appreciated the way Lynn directs it um, that I just felt like it's one of those things where the little behaviors of characters, even as the plot has outrageous crap in it, the way the people act and the way the lines are and the way it's shot, it all just kind of works and feels grounded. And I appreciated that things get kind of off the rails by the end, which I guess they're supposed to in an erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things that are truly crazy, like, all the stuff Tracy Letts is doing to Snoop and, 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 and there's a, there, he walks in on a, on a compromising moment late in the movie, which I thought was laugh out loud, mm-hmm. funny, but not like serenity level bonkers. I felt like it was all weirdly grounded for how crazy what was happening was. And I appreciated that. I don't know. I liked it. I think Ben Affleck got his sweet spot with these sad sack, you know, kind of broken dad characters uh the the kid is delightful i thought the kid was really cute and and but not to an obnoxious level although i think her mother disagrees right um in the film but yeah no i i thought this was weird but successful i guess is how i would describe it yeah i agree i think it just needed a little bit more percolating time i would Mm -hmm. never usually argue that a movie needs to be a little longer Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think that they needed to give tracy letts a little bit more motivation and yeah. if he was really trying, if if Ana de Armas is really in distress and she turned to him for help or something, mm-hmm. and that's his motivation, right? Then I feel like we need a little, we need to understand where she's coming from a little bit because she is so self destructive and self interested. Yeah, and on, like if you really think that you're in an uh, an open marriage where your husband is a murderer and you keep have to finding new keep have to keep finding new men to date because you know you're not with them a week and they go missing 
uh, it's time to call the cops. Like this mm-hmm. isn't like call over your family friend and maybe talk mm-hmm. to a private investigator. This is this is escape time. Right. But she seems committed to staying in this in this marriage with their arrangement. Why again? Right. I feel like she's distractingly <clears throat> beautiful. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so what? What she she's just this woman who is the most beautiful woman in town, and how could it not be known? That she's right. not looking to casually date every person. She draws so much attention to herself just mm-hmm. by being who she is. I wonder, like, if they had an unknown actor and actress play this yeah. with a little bit more brooding, how how might this have played differently? Right. And it's not any actor's fault what no. roles they're known for, but she comes on the scene, and I know she's been around longer than Knives Out, but that's kind of her breakout, yeah. you know, for American audiences. And she's playing this incredibly sweet and, uh, you know, uh, winning character. And just she's like cartoonishly malevolent in mm-hmm. this movie. And but she's great and she is alluring and it's weird. And I didn't see the ending coming. But in hindsight, it feels kind of like, well, what else could they do other than maybe a bloodbath? I'm not I won't spoil right. what happens. It's you know, it's I, I made allusions to Phantom Thread jokingly, but then it kind of I think it kind of resonates in that similar kind of a way and i don't know that that's satisfactory given everything that's going on in this movie because they must have already been in an agreement like that to begin with for this right. but I, I don't know and why right i i think that was an underlying thing that i wish would have been addressed just slightly yeah is it that this is just who she is and she needs life this way or did they have some kind of a falling out and this is a compromise to yeah. just sort of keep their household together I mean, for her, if she's pathological and she needs the thrill of constantly, you know, she wants to have both the security of the home and the marriage, but she also wants to have conquests. All right. That's, I get it. That's cartoonish, but I get it. It's more of his motivation that right. is confusing because he's, he is a straight up sad sack. So what is he getting out of the, the satisfaction of taking them out? But then there's going to be another one. And he, does he live for those rare weekends when she becomes available to him? Like it's not communicated really what's in it for him no i i would have been interested in seeing him even disinterested in Mm -hmm. her but then kind of coming alive when he starts to stalk these men Mm -hmm. whereas he almost gets his erotic thrill out of out of trying to go after them and torture them psychologically Mm -hmm. um that that's a twisted couple right and it seems yeah it seems like certain things dawn on her in the end and she has kind of a, a, you know, an epiphany at the end, but I don't, she doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't seem like a character who has epiphanies. She seems kind of no, like no, she wrapped up in her own deal, but a very interesting movie. I'm glad I saw it. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. I liked it way more than I thought based on the reviews I was reading. Hmm. So what is on the radar now? I'm looking ahead to the week. Um, I just oh. started watching movies again. So Everything, everywhere, all the time. Oh, yeah. I've seen some really nasty reviews and some really uh, euphoric reviews. Right, right. I haven't. divisive. Right. I, the people who are talking about it are talking about like, oh, um, best picture next year. Wow. Yes. It's getting that kind of response. Interesting. Um. It's really long, which I think is unfortunate. I think movies that are intense and weird like that are better to be short, but uh, I'll I'll definitely give it a look. Uh, it's the same team that made Swiss Army Man, hmm. which was, I don't know, did you see that one? 
that no. was Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe as two guys stranded on a desert island who really, I think, are kind of just one guy. Oh, well, it's it's Paul Dano, and then he finds Daniel Radcliffe's dead body, and he kind of, like, uses it for things, and it kind of comes to life. It's a, it's a magical realism, same kind of thing. And it's a weird debut, and it's a short, interesting, mostly successful little movie, and it feels like they've taken that success and decided to go even crazier. So. Yeah, that one looks fun. Yeah, it doesn't look like one I would usually choose except for all the hubbub and there's not much else going on. Mm-hmm. Morbius, which I have been absolutely oh, interested in. Oh, no. I do not want to see that. I've seen that damn trailer a hundred times. Right, we'll see if you can see X somehow. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I've lo- I've looked on the avenues that you recommended, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. they only have a uh, an unacceptable video format I see. of a of a you know a cam. Um, but I'll try to find a, a copy that I could see. Maybe they'll maybe they'll still have it. They just, they, it's so frustrating. AMC doesn't have their full right. Uh, they only have the the new movies scheduled. You can't see the the carryovers until like the day before. So right. anyway, I'll keep looking. All right, I guess we did it. Unless there's something else that I'm I've got. About. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, we did it, Dan. Nice, uh, nicely done. Hopefully, the Oscars will be more boring next year. Oh God, I hope not. I hope that there's like at least a race or interesting that, for something other reason. Yeah, there there was no fun to be had with the stats this year because just any outcome was going to topple them. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really um, anomalous. Is that a word? Yeah, like as pertaining to anomalies, that kind of a mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who knows if that's just the new normal as the academy expands its membership and reach, that right. you can't rely on the same um, signs as you could before. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been us doing this thing that we keep doing. Episode ninety-seven of Holds mm. Up. Ooh, almost there. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll make it. All right. Uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Jonah Rapino, for our excellent mm-hmm. music that he composed for us. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.